Welcome back to Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060, online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Thursday, August 24th, we continue the AFC East previews, popping on out to the KDOS hotline. Dan Leberfeld of JetsConfidential.com. Dan, it's Bob and Kayla with you. How are you today? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic. Looking forward to talking about the New York Jets. Uh, they certainly are a popular squad. And I'm sure that you've had an array of conversations regarding Aaron Rodgers since he became a Jet. So we'll see if we can start off with a question that maybe you haven't heard yet. What has surprised you about seeing and interacting with Rodgers? And has his presence changed anyone's mentality, philosophy, or confidence around the building and being on the field? Yeah, uh, that definitely uh, the the latter part in, in, increased people's confidence. And as a writer who's covered the team for like 25 years, it creates relevancy from a journalist standpoint. Because a lot of years the Jets have been a a team that was not a Super Bowl contender by any stretch. But now you look at Rodgers being there, it changes everything. They're relevant. They should be in the playoff conversation. And watching him in practice for the last month in training camp, he really doesn't look like he's lost a lot. The only thing he might have lost a little bit of, we can see him running bootlegs, you know, scrambling to the right. Maybe he doesn't run as fast as he used to be, but his work in the pocket looks exactly the same to me. And it makes the Jets a legitimate contender because he's one of those five to seven guys in the league on that top shelf of quarterbacks to give you a chance every time you take the field. Okay, so as you mentioned, uh, you've been covering the Jets for 25 years. Uh, have you learned anything watching Hard Knocks the last three weeks? Well, I actually have not watched it. I really... Oh, I know pro- that's probably good shocking, move. But I, <laughs> no. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Covering the Jets this long, my attitude is this, the old Elvis Presley song, a little less conversation, a little more action. I understand <laughs> they were forced. I understand they were forced to do it. But, I, you know, they have a lot of shows that they have in-house. Uh, they have one Jets Drive Productions, and they win Emmys and all that. I have nothing against any of those people. But, man, they missed the playoffs 12 years in a row. I'm really tired of the talk and the hype. I want to see what they do once the real game starts. So that's one of the reasons I took a pass this year. Dan Leberfeld, JetsConfidential.com, right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point. Uh, So let's talk about the offensive line here because, uh, you know, you have so many weapons for Rodgers to get the ball to. Obviously, the improvement at the quarterback position here. So how's the offensive line shaping up? Makai Becton, former first-round pick in 2020. Uh, He hasn't spent much time on the field, but it looks like he's going to be moving around on the line. And in general, can this line protect? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Makai Becton's going to be the right tackle. He was a left tackle in college. Last summer, when they acquired Dwayne Brown, uh, they moved Makai Becton to right tackle. Then he got hurt in training camp and was out for the year. So he's back at right tackle again. He was a left tackle in college. And Dwayne Brown actually took the field today for the first time and practiced a little bit after missing all the camp after off-season shoulder surgery. So those are going to be the tackles. You know, Becton was kind of held out of practice today, so I think he's going to be on a pitch count. He didn't have a setback. They're just trying to be careful with him. Uh, on the interior, the guards are very good, Lakin Tomlinson, the former 49er, and Elijah Vera Tucker, the former USC star. 
uh, who got hurt last year with a tech injury, but he's, when healthy, one of the best guards in the league. The center is a guy whose parents just moved out to your neck of the woods. I'm sure you saw that story where the center, Connor McGovern, and he's going to start at the beginning of the year. Joe Tittman, the rookie out of Wisconsin, will take over at some point. But Connor McGovern's parents just bought a, a mansion out in Scottsdale. Um, so they're moving out to your neck of the woods. And his parents, his father and family, they own a potato farm. And it's one of the biggest potato farms in the country in North Dakota. Actually supplies the potatoes for McDonald's. That's quite an account. Wow. So that explains how his parents were able to afford that house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a whole lot of potatoes, no doubt. Okay, Brees Hall uh, coming off the ACL uh, injury off the pop list now. Still appears to be fast. Uh, what, what's the plan of running back with Hall and the recently signed Dalvin Cook? Yeah, you know, with, with Brees Hall, uh, still limited in practice. I mean, he's running plays. Like today, they they probably uh, got a little nervous because he ran a play up the middle and the linebacker, Quincy Williams, hit him pretty hard. He went to the ground, and I saw just a little hesitant to getting off the ground. He, he seems fine, but, you know, after you go through a nine-month knee rehab and you get hit like that and you, and you pick yourself off the ground, you wonder, is everything okay? So. They're still taking it slow with him, so I think it's going to be a running back by committee. A little Dalvin Cook, a little Brees Hall, a little Michael Carter, and sprinkle in a little Bam Knight, who played a lot last year, uh, an undrafted free agent at NC State last year who made the team. So I think they're going to mix and match at running back. Garrett Wilson, 83 catches last year, 1,103 yards, uh, with some suspects quarterback play. So you can only imagine what the possibilities are for him this year with Rodgers. Rodgers also has Alan Lazard brought with him from Green Bay. So how will those two work off of each other? And then also, what the heck happened with Corey Davis? Yeah, the Corey Davis story is a mystery because he said in his statement on Instagram that he's uh, taking a step away from football. I don't know. I mean, I'm not playing a game of semantics. That doesn't sound like retirement, but a lot of people wrote it as retirement. Uh, you know, he's dealing with some family issues. Hopefully everything's okay with his family. But also I wonder if they were trying to get him to take a pay cut. You know, you mentioned all those receivers, Alan Lazard, uh, Randall Cobb's also in the room. You, know, you talk about Garrett Wilson. They are pretty stacked at receiver McCall Hardman, the former chief. So I, I just wonder, you know, once again, I, I not, you know, uh, minimizing family issues those are serious matters but he's got no money guaranteed this year and we don't know what went on behind the scenes about them asking to take a pay cut because sometimes guys decide you know what i'm willing to play nfl football for that number but i'm really not willing to do it for that number we saw a player here a few years ago outstanding offensive tackle to brickishaw ferguson they asked him to take a pay cut in the spring he walked and he hasn't played since so i think a lot of veteran players say you know what I'm willing to do this. It's grueling for my original contract, but I'm not willing to do it at a greatly reduced salary. So, once again, not taking anything away from what's going on with the family, and hopefully they'll be okay, but I, I wonder if there was a pay cut element to that story. Okay, Dan, I know you're not watching Hard Knocks, but Quinn and Williams, uh, like, seems to, you know, he's had a big role. Um, he's on and off the field seems to dominate every line of scrimmage and every practice. Uh, is that just the case every every practice he participates in? Yeah, and you saw it when they practiced against 
other teams too, uh, Carolina and Tampa Bay they had practices with. And if there's a guard that goes in there, I'm not saying he can't be elite guards, but if there's somebody who's kind of a journeyman, game, set, match, watch the ball snap. I mean, they're not going to block him. Uh, and that applies to, you know, Jets Lyman, you know, as well. If it's not Elijah Vera Tucker out there, you know, or Lakin Thomason, he just dominates anybody that's a pick below that. Uh, he's had a really good camp. The question with Quentin Williams has nothing to do with his pass rushing and his first step quickness, which is outstanding. The run, de- the run defense up the middle for the Jets last year wasn't great. wasn't all his fault. You know, he didn't have a lot of help. So once the real games start, I want to see what he does against the run. We know he can rush the pass. You saw that on hard knocks. You saw that his first few years with the team. He's a little on the side. Sometimes the run defense, he can get engulfed by the massive linemen. So let's see what the run defense is like. But there's no doubt he's one of the best interior pass rushers in the league. I think you're going to have another scene on hard knocks because I saw him today talking to his brother, the linebacker Quincy Williams, who also starts. They got the boom mics over all these private conversations. I don't know. I don't know if there's any laws against that or whatever, but, man, if I'm having a private conversation with someone, uh, I don't want a boom mic over it, but that seems to be going on all summer with Hard Knocks here. Dan Leberfield, JetsConfidential.com here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Sticking with the defense, Sauce Gardner, he was impressive beyond belief in his rookie year last year. Is it possible for him to keep raising his game to the next level and going up against Garrett Wilson every day in camp? How has that continued to help both of them get better? Well, that's a perfect question to ask today because the practice ended. Last player practice. Quinn, uh, excuse me, Sauce Gardner. But once again, I always hesitate to say Sauce Gardner was beat for a touchdown by Garrett Wilson because we don't know the exact play. But let me just say this. The practice ended with Aaron Rodgers hitting Garrett Wilson, uh, you know, deep out in the end zone, and the two DBs in the area were safety and Sauce Gardner. Uh, Sauce was the closest one to him. So, it's funny with training camp. I was saying to someone as we walked up the field, you know, every play in training camp that's a highlight, there's also a low light because you're going against your teammates. Yeah. I don't know whose fault it was. Like I said, Sauce Gardner was the closest, and there was a safety name, Adams, who was the second closest. But the receiver was wide open in the end zone. And I know it's Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer, but I don't care who the quarterback is. You can't leave a guy that wide open. So, once again, Sauce Gardner had a good summer. Should be very good this year, but he's got to perhaps clean up plays like that. Um, and also in the Tampa Bay practice, he was beat for a deep touchdown, or so it seems. So very, very good player, but like any second-year player, there's some things to clean up. Dan, I want to get back to the rush defense. You wrote about that. I'm sure you written about that plenty here in the last few weeks. I, you know, I read your story in the Lindy's preseason magazine have they done enough? Have you seen enough from that defense, the rush defense, to make you think they're going to improve that much this year? And uh, Lindy's, uh, thanks for plugging Lindy's, Bob. Lindy's uh, edited and run by a man who lives in your area, Howard Balser. Uh, That's correct. Yes, on this great, on this show, with, on this on this show with some frequency. So there we go. Yeah, so Howard does a great job with that magazine. It's a pleasure to work for him. And the run defense should be better because of two guys that they added. Did you guys know this? Two of, you guys know both of these players well because they're former Seahawks. Big Al Woods, the massive nose tackle, mm-hmm. he came over 340 pounds. And Quinton Jefferson, another big defensive tackle. 
So clearly those two signings, that was kind of an admission by Joe Douglas, the GM, is we need to beef up inside a little bit if you're the Jets because too many big runs up the middle. So I think that'll help Quinn and Williams. Having a massive defensive tackle next to him will help him, a guy taking up double teams. So I think Al Woods and Quinn Jefferson will help the Jets run defense a lot. Big, powerful guys who you guys saw a lot with the Seattle Seahawks. Middle linebacker C.J. Mosley going into his ninth season in the league, 158 tackles last year. Uh, you know, he, he, he means so much to the middle of the defense. Yeah, he does. Uh, and that's a, to me, that's a little bit of a concern. He's a very instinctive player, and he's a great leader, and he's very good against the run. He had like 140 tackles last year. The problem is that you get older and you have coverage responsibilities. You know, he, he and Quincy Williams, the two linebackers, a lot of times they just go with two linebackers and extra guys at other positions. Jets need to improve their coverage of tight ends. I know that goes beyond Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley. The safeties need to do better also. But think about the tight ends in the Jets division right now. And word out of Buffalo is that uh, Dalton Kincaid had a really, really good training camp, the rookie out of Utah, speedy tight end. And, of course, they have Dawson Knox. And then you throw in the New England Patriots. There's not a lot of talk about their offense, but they have Hunter Henry and Mike Gesicki, two very good tight ends, both picked in the first round in their tight end room. So that is something to keep an eye on. The Jets need to cover tight ends a lot better than they have the last couple of years. The run defense is fine. Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley are, are thumpers against the run. But uh, too much damage done in the air through against the Jets tight ends the last couple of years, that needs to improve. Okay, last up for me, the Jets are playing their starters in the final preseason game on Saturday against the Giants. What will you be looking for? Well, a big thing is the offensive line as far as protecting Rodgers. Protection for the other quarterbacks like Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle was not great. In, in the first three preseason games, they, they're going into their fourth because they played in the Hall of Fame game. So Makai Beckton will start at right tackle, protecting Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Dwayne Brown's going to play because he just got here, so it'll be uh, somebody else at left tackle. Uh, we'll see who that is. So that's a concern if you have a backup left tackle for Aaron Rodgers. And Makai Beckton has mostly been a left tackle in college and in the NFL, so how will he do protecting Rodgers playing right tackle? So that's something to keep an eye on. Like I mentioned before, the interior is fine. But, and I know Aaron Rodgers won't play a lot, but how will those tackles protect him in the brief time he plays against a very, very good Giants front seven? You don't bring in Aaron Rodgers if you don't think you have other pieces around you to get you over the, the hump here. So with that in mind, uh, is Robert Sala you know, in a position to grow enough to handle the expectations that are now placed on this Jets team? And does that get them over nine and a half wins for the, for the season? Well, I think uh, it could because they're Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how much has changed in other areas. But when you have one of those guys, and like I said, there's five to seven of them. You could bring them up, you know, Patrick Mahomes and uh, Herbert. And there's just not a lot of those guys that, even if there are things wrong on the team, let's say the secondary struggling or, you know, the, the tight ends are struggling, those guys, the five to seven of those guys, figure out a way, Joe Burrow's another one, to win games even if there are things wrong. And Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys. So, 
whatever you think of Robert Sala, I know that you know the the jury's still out there after his first couple of years. He's going to be a more successful coach with this quarterback. Look at Tampa Bay when Tom Brady was there, and look at them now, right? Like all of a sudden, the IQ points of everybody, and I'm not talking about Robert, the GM, the head coach, the GM, the head coach, and. Tampa, everybody's IQ goes up a few points when you have one of those future <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So I think they will do well this year if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy. I, I think you write that down because that's what that kind of guy can do for a whole organization. Dan, we greatly appreciate you taking some time as always, and we look forward to catching up with you uh, throughout the season. Anytime, guys. It's always a pleasure to be on. Thank you so much. Once again, he is Dan Leberfeld, and you can follow his work over at JetsConfidential.com.